Ladies and gentlemen, episode 39 of Star Wars Tonight is brought to you by Geek Fuel. They ship out a mystery box for geeks and gamers every month. Get your free, that's right, free bonus Star Wars item with your first box. At least 10 bucks of value. That's geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report. One more time, that's geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report. Coming up on Star Wars tonight, we're joined by the one, the only, the inimitable Brian Brushwood as we break down the new Star Wars land as it comes along at Disney and more details on the future of Star Wars films. It starts right now. That's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Star Wars Tonight, episode 39, the countdown to Rogue One continues. You know, in the, in the pre-show, I, 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 a thought kind of occurred to me. This, this is what the show is. This is the show that goes out so you can download it and kill one of your commutes. You're welcome! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Just uh, we're here to kill a commute. Uh, talking Star Wars, and uh, I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad you've joined us. And I'm so glad you've joined us, Brian Brushwood. How's it going, sir? Hey, man, I think you short-tripped yourself. Not only are you killing a commute, you're killing every minute that brings us closer and closer to the release of Rogue One. I could not be more excited. It's our it's our own uh, like uh, psychological therapy as we try to prevent ourselves from breaking down from uh, the excitement. Honestly, like, see, I'm more co- I'm in the groove with Rogue One. I'm comfortable. Man, was I anxious in that build up to The Force Awakens? So okay, so so I mean, there was a brief build up uh, of of uh, there was a br- brief amount of tumult in the behind the scenes for Rogue One uh, mm. over the past year, right? Are are you over that now with the with the rewrites and the reshoots and everything? Do you feel like the the Disney machine just works and and there's nothing anyone has to worry about? Well, I guess we'll know in 23 days. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I the optimistic side of me. I'm of two minds. The optimistic side of me is. Uh, what most, if you're listening to this show, you, what you probably heard many, many times, and that is, you know, it's very much seems to be part of the Disney process. Whether you go to Pixar or even Disney Animation or Marvel, they are known for for meddling, reshooting, re-editing, uh, shooting again, rewriting, uh, and and usually the result is pretty good. Um, however, uh, I, that's not to, I, I think sometimes as Star Wars fans, we have a, a tendency to discount any bad news, which is a, it's a good instinct, I think, but I do think it, it's fair to say that it's not just one, but it's really two. It's, it's, it's one of your favorite people, Gary Whitta, who had that first yep. crack at the draft. Yeah, man, I'm curious. So it's it's really interesting because I know that. Um, uh, so I have two friends who 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 uh, have written amazing movies this year. I know uh, one was C. Robert Cargill, and he was the guy that behind the scenes had a script when he went into it. But but uh, if I remember this correctly, and I'm sure uh, Cargill could or could not publicly admonish me for getting this totally wrong. But the way I remember with Doctor Strange is that they started off with someone else's script, they brought him in to fix it, and then pretty much the result. Tended to resemble the his script much more than the original script. Yeah. Um, although with the Gary Whitta thing, it sounds like the reverse. He had first crack, and then they did a bunch of stuff. So I'm sure, uh, judging from Gary Whitta's timeline, it looks like Gary Whitta is very excited, also very curious how much of his movie <laughs> is there. 
Yeah, because that's the way the process goes, man. That's uh, it's uh, it's part of it. So I think that there are some concerns, but also there's a sense of um, and we had Justin on uh, last week, and we were talking about this. There's there's a there's a lot wider berth for this film. There's not nearly the pressure that you have. Like this could be the Thor two of Star Wars, and it's okay, right? Like we can we'll all, we can sure, all move sure. on. Well, well, what's funny is it could be the four two uh, the the Thor two, but in some ways this is technically the most approachable Star Wars film since A New Hope. True. Every other film has required that, you know, it has had a place in the canon. It has had a place in the saga where it's like, well, before this came blank and after this comes blank. This is the first movie that kind of exists completely as a standalone space opera. Like, yep. you don't need to know a damn thing about Star Wars. Just walk right in. There's some there's some plans. They got to get they got to get got. These guys are the ones that are going to get got the plans. Yep. And also there's a dude in black. That's all it's, you need to know. Uh, for some reason, and I for, I wish that was the pitch. Like, I still talk to so many people who don't know what Rogue One is. Like, Star Wars fans, not even just my mom, who who just don't quite get... Like, well, is uh, is this is Ray going to be in this one? And and there, I still think there's and, and a. It certainly doesn't help that that the chick that they got, you know, bears a passing resemblance to Ray. You know, you have a well, and they just cast Amelia. And for the Han Solo movie, right? They just cast Amelia Clark, so it's like just to make it harder. <laughs> Uh, I mean, on the one hand, this is great. This is nothing but gender equality. We should all be very, very excited. On the other hand, man, could you make it less complicated? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can finally move into African-American actors so we can at least have at, at a glance. Like, like uh, you know, it's like, no, that's not the same person as in the previous movie. <laughs> true. So true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I think... I don't know. I, I I think Rogue One has a lot of potential, and I think that they they felt a lot of room for experimentation. Like, well, the big expectations movie is JJ, and he can handle that. Like, he's the big protege of Spielberg. He knows how to make a great film, uh, and we're gonna play around a lot. And I think they maybe played around a little too much, and they did bring back the like the hardened war movie aspect. That's really what most of the rumors are. The problem is there was, and this this is like super nerdy Star Wars stuff, because like when we get down like this nightly show, we literally talk about the different way the, the the, the entertainment press kind of goes back and forth on covering these types of stories. And sure. like the New York Toast, uh, Post back in the summer was famous for this big, like fancy splash headline of Rogue One's in trouble, panic! And then there were all the other think pieces of, well, actually, reshoots are normal. We shouldn't worry that much. And then, so it basically kind of was a dividing line. And of course, I guess until we actually see the movie and see what the final result is, well, we'll find I, out. I'll tell you what, man. If, if everybody wants to take a deep breath, realize that if you want a blueprint for what the future for Star Wars looks like, my guess is it looks a lot like the expanded universe novels did in the 90s and early 2000s. My guess is that there's going to be room. I just finished a, a Star Wars Scoundrels last year, and it mm -hmm. was delightful. It was, it was ocean. 11 in the Star Wars universe. Like, get ready for that. Get ready yep. for war movies. Get ready for small, you know, <laughs> eventually 20 years from now, I picture somebody having like an Emily Dickinson kind of high society who's marrying who movie <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. I'm fine with all of that. <laughs> well, and it's true. It's something that Star Wars has been known for, but not in movies, but maybe it will be soon. Um, and in fact, you know what? I'm going to jump straight to that story because um, a little further down, I had this piece. Where was it? I'm. I'm being all talk radio today. I actually printed out my show notes now that I'm finally in studio. Yeah, somebody's fancy. Well, <laughs> la di da. Uh, I didn't realize. Exactly. Uh, well, no, so all right. So there's this piece. Uh, where where was this from? I think it's Variety that was talking about. No, no, no. This is EW. This is actually our friend. Uh, he's been on the show a few times. Anthony Bresnikin. Like he's the guy when it comes. If you want accurate but also insider Star Wars information, which is, it's very hard to get both. 
uh, then he's your guy at Entertainment Weekly. And uh, he did this uh, piece on the future of Star Wars films, and, and specifically the idea of the brain trust, the story group, the Kathleen Kennedy and the team of directors that she's con constantly thinking about bringing in. And we're talking about the future, and I think now's just a great time to kind of get some of your thoughts on what might the future hold post-December, because that's what we do here. We don't talk about the movie whose Blu-ray was just released, The Force Awakens. We don't talk about the movie that has yet to be released until next month. We don't even talk about the other two movies currently in production or the movie after that that's in pre-production. Now we talk about, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, films beyond that. And it's all Star Wars. All right, so what do we got on the table? We, of course, have another saga movie coming up, followed yep. by the uh, the Han Solo project. And mm -hmm. then what's after that one? And then we've got another unknown spinoff and episode nine. So that's what we've confirmed. Now, that other spinoff was supposed to be, and actually I'll go get this straight from the uh, from the piece here, that was going to be the Josh Trank movie, which most people think was going to be the, uh, the Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, Boba Fett. Um, and, uh, but, but of course that was not to be, anybody remember Fantastic Four? Well, and uh, I, I would hate for that to be the reason that it went down because Fantastic Four sounded like it was a struggle between artists and the money powers and that ultimately the artists, you know, crossed a, a transgressive boundary by talking on Twitter about how like, hey, you're going to see a movie that has my name on it tomorrow. It's not the movie I wanted to make. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, which, which, yeah. Give, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Disney was not cool with that kind of thing. <laughs> that, you know, but if the, if George Lucas had Twitter back in the 70s, that's totally what he would be doing, too. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the bitter irony, right? Is that is that uh, in so many ways, uh, uh, George Lucas became uh, the uh, everything he was raging against as a young filmmaker. Yeah, no. And then the other two movies that are swirling around in the background is, of course, the Obi-Wan movie, the, the Is It, Isn't It Obi-Wan movie, where it could star Ewan McGregor returning and doing a, a, a kind of man in the desert uh, film. And, and that. Oh, that, oh, oh like, like, like just surviving on Tatooine, a, a Tatooine survival film? Exactly. Well, and there's a really famous comic uh, series called Visionaries, which is basically an, al an alternative universe, officially licensed Dark Horse comic that came back in the early aughts. I loved this back in high school, man. I ate this stuff up. And it was basically the story of what if. Think about this. This is long before Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels. What if Darth Maul survived somehow in some like weird, twisted alien metal machine filled with nothing but hate and semi-intelligence and just the raw skills and power? And what if he discovered Obi-Wan was still alive and went out for revenge during the time that he was supposed to be protecting Luke and he attacks the farms, uh, the homestead, thus initiating what Obi-Wan is there to do, which is protect Luke Skywalker? Uh, and so it's this great story of how like a 40 something year old Obi-Wan, um, uh, protects the homestead. However, uh, Owen Lars is like, Hey man, you brought this monster here. Never come again. Explaining of course the rift between the two. Like that's the, Oh, see like yeah. that, that movie I would watch. Uh, dude, I mean, there, look, there's no shortage. If you want, if you want all the best ideas that are coming down in various varieties, and we're already seeing it happen, you realize, like uh, 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 Grand Admiral Thrawn. Of course, we uh, read about in the early '90s, and now all of a sudden he's part of the canon in the Star Wars Rebels. So it's like uh, we're seeing echoes of these amazing characters and these incredible scenarios yep. coming down the pipeline. I I could not be happier. It's oh. a good time to be a Star Wars. Fan. Oh, absolutely, and I think it, especially the spinoffs, man. I'm so excited. Rogue One. Uh, I, I'm getting more, especially we're seeing all these TV spots, tra international trailers, featurettes. This is the time where this stuff's really making news. And, and in, in fact, you know, um, uh, Bresnikan was pointing out in the piece, 
Uh, an excellent point. And this is, he's actually interviewed Kathleen Kennedy. That's one thing I really like about his reporting is it's actual, like, uh, folks. So this is from Kathleen Kennedy. She says, um, George talked to me about doing spinoff films when I first came on board. He had often thought about doing it and had actually written down two or three uh, or four th uh, ideas on possible spinoff films. Now, this is back in the day when George had uh, brought Kathleen Kennedy on board with the mind that she would run the company and he would just kind of stay in the creative background before he just uh, threw in the towel and bowed to the mouse, so to speak. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I would be, man, I would be really excited about that. Uh, I, I would be all over that. And you know something else I'd be really excited about, Brian, is yes. this, this, this Disney's Hollywood Studios, which is like a fraction of what it used to be because it's under construction. All kinds of construction right now. Wait, um, hold on. You're talking about the, the one in Florida, in Orlando? Yes. I'm wow, talking I about know, I didn't both. Know that much was being renovated. I, I had heard um, I had heard about and I couldn't I, I'm sorry I can't tell if it's a uh, Hollywood or uh, or Orlando that uh, they're currently renovating the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror into some kind of Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know do you know which location that's happening? So at? so right now they are under construction both at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the version at uh, Orlando and uh, in Anaheim. They're, they're rebuilding two almost uh, replica. They won't be exactly the same, but very similar, enormous Star Wars projects. These things won't be online until 2018, 2019. I'm not the biggest Disney park head. Like, there, there are a lot of guys I know in the, that are just absolute Disney nuts who know all the details. But there's, they just actually have some official new information about it. Uh, and, and, Brian, you've got kids about that age. So I, I, we're going to tell you guys all about these updates right after I tell you guys about our sponsor for this episode, and that's Geek Fuel. Uh, we do want to welcome them back and thank them for sponsoring Star Wars tonight uh, throughout the entire countdown to Rogue One. Uh, Geek Fuel uh, is a subscription, a monthly subscription box that you yourself can get. Now you might say, well, I've heard of these things before. I'll, they're, they're everywhere. Well, here's what Geek Fuel is doing for you. If you're a Star Wars fan, which I'm, you know, I'm a little suspicious that you might be, um, they're giving you a free bonus item. With your box. So that's right. Every month they send you a box with 50 bucks of value for 15 bucks shipping and handling, uh, plus shipping and handling. And you get your own bonus Star Wars item when you sign up. Five to seven geeky items, free uh, t-shirt, and mini posters. In fact, I just unboxed last week on the show, Brian, my favorite part of the one they sent us go on. is this. Uh, here we go. It's this pillowcase, which literally just says. It says it's a nap. It's a nap. It's, oh, it's the best thing ever. All right, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I get distracted every time. Every time I do this ad read, I just have to pull that out. Um, so we do thank uh, Geek Fuel for, uh, for sponsoring this episode. Again, go to geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report. That's geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report. All right, Brian, let's talk about Disney. You a uh, you bunch of a Disney Parks guy? You ever taken the family out? Yeah, well, full disclosure, I headlined three years at Universal Orlando for their Halloween Horror Nights. Oh. Uh, uh, two of those three years, I actually drug my whole family out. We relocated. I pulled my daughters out of school, and uh, and we just lived in Orlando. All right, everybody, and just stop. Our Brian, you're the coolest dad ever. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, and the funny part was, you know, I was working at Universal, but of course, you know, what are the kids going to do all this time? So, so we bought, you know, we bought annual passes. We got the whole family uh, shindig. And so while I would go and work every day, the kids would, would quote unquote, go to school and do as much of the educational stuff as they had. Uh, it was fantastic, man. It's, it's the best thing ever. So, so I would say that, uh, 
Uh, I'm not as hardcore as many of the folks who live out in their area, but I would say I'm I'm a fairly strong Disney park expatriate patriot. Yeah, no, uh, that's amazing. That's that. Yeah, I I like it, and I was introduced only in the last couple of years. I want to say it was three, four years ago. I went to the, for the first time ever. Or as, wow. you, or as as they say around there, for the first time in forever. So so wait a minute, you're talking about the the Disney Hollywood adventure uh, or uh, Disney Hollywood being, uh, uh, wait no Disney Studios. Yeah yeah uh, Disney Hollywood uh, Studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah that's right that's right pretty much being uh, all, all under construction. What is still running? I mean I mean the new the new Star Tours is running right? Yes they have they have the co- all the core rides are still there and uh, most of the main uh, attractions down like the main street and out towards uh, out towards the uh, Tower of Terror are functioning. However. Everything in the expansive back portion of the lot, like where they used to have the car, this car race show, um, I believe where they had the Indiana Jones show and a bunch of other uh, of their Wait, live event not space. Indiana Jones anymore? That was the best. I think it's it's either it's either stopped or it will be stopping soon. Um, and so they're making way for all of it. Uh, with and this new, also there was the uh, the Aerosmith rock and roller coaster as well out yeah. there, which I've heard that that's winding to a close. Yeah, yeah. So, but but I I think it's all sacrifices well made. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, because they released this piece of concept art for it that uh, is just absolutely incredible. It was with this sort of official like investors call of some kind where they talked about the status because uh, construction is well underway. And essentially what they're doing, Brian, is building a, a live experience of an in-universe park. So of expansive sets of rides and locations that all kind of seamlessly transition in a self-contained kind of Star Wars experience. Holy cow. Yeah. Imagine imagine Westward style. You're just walking down from mm. one cantina to another. All of a sudden, you know, somebody starts inviting you in to, uh, you know, it's like, oh, we got to hunt down some rebels. Are you up for the TIE fighter experience? Uh, it's like, oh, my God, that would be amazing. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah, this was at D23 Destination D. Uh, which is a big presentation that they did. And yeah, it's Disneyland, uh, California, and Walt Disney World uh, that they're going to have basically these Star Wars-themed zones. Just call it Star Wars Land. That's what we all keep doing. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're headed to. Like, on the one hand, like, I could totally get into a Star Wars Land, an Avatar Land, and a, um, uh, you know, a, a Marvel Land, although the Marvel Land gets a little bit tricky because, of course, uh, you know, Universal Orlando has a Marvel-themed Islands of Adventure uh, theme park built into their system. And, of course, theirs is built on the comic property, not on the uh, the movie property, which are two apparently different things that uh, that they're protected under the licensing on. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's going to be interesting to see it shake out. But regardless, it's going to be you and me are the people who win. Yeah, well, and, and the fortunate thing is, is that, uh, like, real-world talk, like, I just got, uh, as, as, as most of the folks listening to the show, like, I just got my, my Air Force specialty code, my career for Air Force, and I'm going active duty next year. So I've got, like, three or four years where I'll be um, deployed on and off, and I will be out, uh, some semi-unplugged to the world, at least to the extent that I can help it, uh, from the world of podcasting. It just depends on assignments. However, I will say this, by the time I get through uh, my four years, there will still be soccer films coming out. And oh that actually kind of makes me That's really great. happy. <laughs> That's great, man. Well, I mean, again, it's like, uh, look, um, on the one hand, you could say like, oh, it's been industrialized. It's, you know, this this entertainment factory that's running it. Say what you will, but also 
Disney has a fantastic track record of being amazing stewards of these properties. They definitely, they definitely make hard, hard sacrifices to ensure that it's quality content is what comes, comes out at the end. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So much, so much exciting stuff to talk about. We have like, there's so much like, there've been like five new TV spots since the last time. Literally we wait three days over the weekend and, and, and a bajillion things come forward. We can't, I think we, I think we talked about this last year, but it's like, I've entered the phase where Mm -hmm. it's like, I I don't want to see anything. I don't watch any of the new trailers. I don't want to know anything. Yep. Yep. I have reluctantly come to terms with the fact that, uh, that, that Darth Vader will show up. Personally, I'd love it if, if everything was brand new, but that's fine. You know, again, I trust in the mouse. It'll be fine. Yeah, no, they are, and they're they're holding things fairly close to the chest. In fact, I'd say they're pretty much on track with what they were doing with Force Awakens. There are a few things that I wouldn't have released personally, because I'm very much, I had a process last year with the Force Awakens, and like the three years out, two years out, dude, I was gobbling up all the rumors. I was I was ready for like Dark Lord, Sith Lord, uh, Luke Skywalker. Like that was a big rumor for a while. Um, and I was all ready for it. And then as it got closer and I started thinking, well, some of these mu- rumors might turn out to be more accurate. I slowly started kind of peeling back. Backing and then by the away, time, huh? exactly. By the time I got, by the time I got to that 30 days out, I basically just turned myself uh, nearly into uh, Brian Brushwood or even more. <laughs> <laughs> Or Jeff Kanata. I was going to say, yeah, even more uh, Jeff Kanata. Freedom. Would he have been mad if someone told him that there was a character with the same last name? Would yeah, even dude? Would he, I'll tell you what. Let's get him on the show. Has he has he made it out here yet? We I, gotta get him on. I, I've, got, I've got, dude. I've got to. Yeah, we've got to make that happen, man. Uh, but like I say, it's just more stuff than we can possibly uh, possibly keep up with. I do want to say briefly at the end of the show here, big, big, big shout outs and thank you to everyone who's directly supporting this program, by the way, uh, and doing so at Patreon.com/slash Star Wars Report. That's how you can support this nightly countdown podcast as well as the main Star Wars Report podcast, and uh, and we do appreciate it. It's actually also where we do the uh, exclusive bonus Friday show. So if you want, if, if you're like on Fridays, you're like, ah, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to get off work. I'm ready for a, a long weekend, but it just doesn't feel right. Well, jump on board and get the Friday episode of Star Wars tonight. We do appreciate it. And actually, we uh, Gary, thanks to Gary. You're actually our most recent. A couple days ago, we had Gary jump on. And then I kind of, you know, I, I do that thing where I click on like the profile on Patreon and and guess what? Gary's a, a diamond club. And I was like, oh, dude, and I, I think he's our that. first. I, I love that our own take care of others. I'm so excited. Like I was, I was like, I am unworthy. Um, <laughs> because I, I was so excited to see that uh, that crossover. So Gary, we do we do really appreciate it. And uh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna have to bring this episode to a close. Oh, man. Seriously. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Uh, bi- oh, and a big shout-out to uh, to our good friend Bobby Roberts, who actually filled in as host uh, last week on Thursday. Really appreciate that, Bobby. Great job. Seriously, like a great, like a great job. Like, you know, tone it down. Stop being so good. All right? All right, Bobby. <laughs> Uh, also, serious thanks to everyone who tuned in live. You can do so as well every weeknight, facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. That's where you can catch the live show. Jump in on the chat. Big shout out to everybody there uh, who, who jumped on board as well. And a big shout out also to our sponsor for this week. That's Geek Fuel. Make sure, again, you check them out at geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report. We're on Twitter, at Star Wars Tonight, at the Riley guy, and most importantly, at Schwood, Mr. Brushwood, point Star Wars fans in the direction of one of the many awesome things you do that you think they might like. 
I'll tell you what, there's only one thing I'm excited about right now, and that is the new show, The Modern Rogue. If you head on over to youtube.com slash modern rogue, you can learn everything. If, if if Han Solo was alive and well right now today on the in the 21st century, this is all the stuff you'd know. Everything from how to hotwire a car, how to talk your way past the velvet rope, how to handle, handle yourself in a fight, how to throw yes. knives and more. It's all on The Modern Rogue. The Modern Rogue, it's available on YouTube. We'll uh, throw a link to this episode, episode 39, in the show notes. And uh, and that uh, that puts it uh, in the can, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. We've got uh, radio personality, host of Straight Talk uh, in Brunswick, Georgia. We've got a local talk radio guy coming on. I'm really excited. Uh, tomorrow, Scott Rifen makes his Star Wars Tonight 2016 debut uh, tomorrow night. So make sure you're tuned in there. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Star Wars Tonight. May the Force be with you. I got a bit, Brian. Yeah? It's a thing. We do it yeah. every time. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> and wait, 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 wait for it. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Tonight. Remember, the opinions expressed in this podcast do not represent those of Brian Brushwood or Riley Blanton. Also, remember, there's one man you should go to write the first draft of your amazing Star Wars film, and that's Gary Witta. I did that once and then it just became a thing. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful, man. Dude, by the way, by the way, you need to uh, uh is 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 your